Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 210 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor. We uh, can't locate Damon at the moment, but he might join us at some point. <laughs> he, he is somewhere in transit. Yeah, in transit. Yeah, we don't actually know that. We're, we're just assuming. <laughs> we just but. don't know where he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, this happens sometimes. We lose track mm-hmm. of Damon. We need a GPS tracker on him or something. Um. So yeah. So how's it how's it going? I, you know, it's how's everything. I know you're cold up there. You know. Uh yeah. It's it's cold. Getting warmer. Um. I I remember what it's like to breathe outside again. That's good. Oh, because like it was it was hurting to breathe for a little while there. <laughs> ouch! Ouch! That's that's not fun. I would just stay inside all the time. Well, I did, uh, but you still, have, you know, <laughs> yeah. you still have to go out and do things occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, like, you know, taking my, my kids to school, you know, got to pick dog out and stuff like that. You know, it's yeah. All that fun stuff. Just something you deal with. Um, now I, I know you were, you were saying before the show too, that you had, uh, some fun weather. I did. I didn't realize how that you could have drastic weather swings where you were living either oh my gosh yeah (laughs) north carolina we get like it'll be like 45 degrees one day and then it'll jump up to 70 to 80 for a day and then it'll go back to the four it just like like kills my Mm. sinuses like just everybody's (laughs) all stuffed up right now because like literally we had an 80 degree i I think we had a record high uh day uh, that last week and i at like 80 some degrees and then it's back down to like the 50s (laughs) it's just it's weird it's really weird. Um, <laughs> by the way, did you see uh, I posted I posted in the Discord. I finally, after three and a half years, and I talked about this on the show, I finally, after three and a half years, hung up the posters that I bought at Art of Disney, a store yeah. in Epcot that no longer even exists. Well, I mean, I guess it exists, but it's not in the old place that it used to be. But I bought them and bought them in 2019, October 2019, and they have finally made it to my wall. <laughs> No. I'm just glad I'm. Yeah, finally got it done. Sorry, go. Are, are you happy with like you, you figured out the right place to put them, or I guess why did it take you so long to get them hung up? <sighs> you know, this is a valid question, Trevor. Um, <laughs> so the first year or so was spent. The the posters were spent in the tubes, right? I, I was just not getting around to getting them framed, right? Then I got them framed, and I got the box for the frame, you know, with the frame pictures. And I didn't open them for like nine months because they were just sitting there, and I just didn't know what to do with them. And then when I did open them, I didn't like the frames that they were in. Um, well, I like the frames. I didn't. They had put like a really large border on them, so and I mm-hmm. didn't really like that, or, or you know, matte, right? And yep. so it didn't look good. Then they were like huge. So I sent them back and they were redone. And I got them back maybe a month or two ago. And I was sitting on Friday and I was kind of bored at work. Uh, you know, I working from home. I was just feeling like I'm kind of over this week. i think everybody has that happen every once in a while right where you're just kind of like man it's been a week like i'm tired of of this so i was like you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna bust these things out of the box and just hang them up on the wall in my office here and and, you know sure enough i think they look pretty good so i i it's more of just like i 
we couldn't decide where to put them for the longest time. And it wasn't exactly a high priority for us, you know, trying to figure that out. There's just a lot of other things going on. And so I just made like an executive decision. It was like, all right, I'm going to throw them up on this blank wall that I have in the office. And, um, you know, after, after many, uh, many, many movements of the, uh, of the, of the, the mounts later, because, you know, even though I measured it was, they still weren't like even they're all three are next to each other. And they, so they need to kind of be, even with each other, you know, <laughs> so. that's why you need a laser level. Uh, yeah. You know, that would be nice. Actually. I feel like that <laughs> that's a thing that would be really helpful for hanging pictures, but, um, but yeah, anyway, so I got those hung up now, so I'm, I'm happy. Oh, great. Yeah. They, they, and they look good. Now I just got to buy some more next time uh, and then wait another three <laughs> years before I hang them up again. So, yeah, I, I actually have a couple from Christmas that, uh, I'm in the same boat. I mean, not as not quite as long, but I I, I have some Epcot uh, ride posters that uh, I I want to get on a wall. But th- this this is the hard part is that I have a wall where I have Magic Kingdom posters, but I don't you know you don't want to mix them right or or you know well, I I mean I did but <laughs> okay well because well, I get I've, I've got a Big Thunder a Space Mountain and a Spaceship Earth okay next to so it, yeah. So yeah, I guess my thing is, you know, I I like to kind of keep everything grouped together. So that's fair. I need that's to fair. I need to find a different wall to put the Epcot stuff on, which I think I know. But um, I yeah, same kind of thing is it's like you know you know just taking the time to sit down and actually figure it out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, <laughs> Hanging uh, hanging pictures is hard. It's not just you know it put is. a nail in a wall and done, right? Like <laughs> that's why I, I put it off for so long because it's such a pain. Like it's just a pain. Like just you know all the measuring and then you do all the measuring and then you put the nail on the wall and then you hang it up and you're like, okay, this is not what I measured at all. How I don't understand. And then you got to move stuff and it's just a whole pain. And then at one point, you know, I mounted these above uh, our, a, a piano I have in the office here. And of course, at one point, I dropped the nail and the hook right behind the piano. <laughs> so then I and then I said, so I got to move, move the piano. You know, it's just a whole it's a whole yeah. thing, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just it. I just don't I just don't love hanging pictures. It's not my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, I I find it's one of those things like once you get going with it, it's fine. But it's always, yeah. you know, you know, convincing yourself to get started. And then, you know, the other thing, too, is, you, you know, kind of like my issue is I don't. I've done that thing before where you hang something up, you don't like where it is. So then you undo it. And, but then you're left with a hole in the wall. Right. Well, that's yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and th- then it, then it becomes an even bigger project. Cause it's like, well, if I'm going to fill the hole, you know, you gotta, you got yeah, to then yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a whole thing. Yeah. I've, I, I've been down that road enough that it's like, you know, I'm very like, if I'm going to do it, it has to be the place where it's going to live for the next, you know, five plus years. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, all right. Well, do you want to do some, uh, some listener questions here? We can uh, get yeah. started here. We, we're very heavy on DVC questions this week, which is uh, interesting. Good. Cause I feel like we usually don't get a lot of DVC questions. So I, it's, it's kind of good. So mm-hmm. um, Christopher asks as a person who is still on the fence over buying DVC and still researching what you see or should I consider we like going in February, May, or November. So, what should I be looking for? It's a tough question, Christopher, because you like to travel throughout the year. So, I don't know if mm-hmm. one particular use year is going to be uh, uh, the best for you. Um, you know, because it's a, a wide, it's a wide range, right? <laughs> February, May, and November. <laughs> 
I would uh, almost I mean, say you go February, yeah. honestly. But go ahead, sorry. Mm-hmm. Actually, so I, I kind of went through this with my um, with my DVC guide when we were buying our first contract. Yeah. And what we settled on was a June use year. And okay. the reasoning behind that was actually kind of similar to what Chris, Christopher's talking about here is that, you know, we, we said we'd like to go either, you know, in, at the beginning of the year or in the fall, you know, you know, closer to Christmas. And his reasoning to us was, um, you know, a, a summertime use year means you're not in a position where, um, it, you know, if you're trying to book something that it's like, well, you know, I either have to wait until after my use year to use these points or, or, you know, I don't, but like you, you don't end up either running out of points or like, like straddling the fence of your use year where it's like, you know, these dates don't line up because I don't have enough points or, you know, I can't, uh, I can't book it because it, you know, you know, it's the end of the month and um, yeah. And, and, yeah, and you know, sense. your points yeah, are taken sense. from both sides. Right. So, so yeah. So my guide recommended to us like a summertime use year and we, we settled on June, but I feel like June, July, August would actually make the most sense here because of the times that, that Chris is traveling. Um, yeah. You know, you know, February, May, you know, you're still like, you can still use them. And you're not running right up to the end of your use year. And then November, you know, you're into the next year if if you're doing that. So Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I guess the only problem and it's not really a problem, right? But like, you know, your your banking deadline is what, eight months after your use year starts, right? So, you know, if you were gonna uh, not use your points six months. I thought it was eight months. I, I bank mine in January. I thought it was eight months. The the actual deadline. Mm. Have to, have to, let's let's verify that but um yeah i'm just saying you I, could I run into an issue huh yeah because i i always get notified when my points are coming up to bank and i always have them banked like december going into january yeah i don't know i mean I, i'm just yeah. i just pulled up, i just pulled up a dvc resales uh website and they say they're saying eight months from your use year date so i don't know but oh, so uh I, but because end of so end of june oh maybe that is Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So yeah. for a June use year, you would have January thirty first as your as your banking deadline, right? And so that's yeah. that's the last day that you can bank your points. So I mean, it actually would work out okay for you. I mean, I guess if you were, it's just if you were planning to go in February or May, you know, you would need to make sure you knew that so you didn't have to bank your points. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think that would be the only downside to doing it in the middle of the year. But I mean, you know, honestly, with you throughout the year, I, I think Trevor's advice is good here. But I also think you could probably do, you know, most most of the the use years. I wouldn't do like a December one necessarily. I would probably try to do more like an earlier one. But yeah, um, but yeah, I know. I, I think your points will take it, Trevor. Yeah, I, I agreed. Yeah, if, you know, if you, if you can't get something in the middle of the year, yeah, I think I think earlier in the year is better because yeah, when you think about banking and and all that kind of stuff is you're exactly right. You don't want to be, um, you don't want to be, you know, trying to plan something in February and then finding out that, you know, you don't want to be in a position either that, you know, if you have to cancel your thing in February, that you, exactly. know, you're, you, 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 cause you have like, you know, the 30 day hold on your points. Yeah. You don't want to be running out your use year and basically just losing the points because you had to cancel that one trip. Right. Exactly. Where you can't bank them and you're just kind of stuck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I I I almost would say like I mean, depending on which one you do the most, like you know, if if you only occasionally go in February and you're more like 
May and November, maybe do like a February each year or to, to do what Trevor said, do like a middle of the year, like June. So you have, you know, on the, you have a little bit more time on the front and the back end. I mean, it just kind of, you know, kind of depends, right? I say the front end and the back end, you know what I mean? The first half of the yeah. year. First, then, end, yeah. Beginning and end the, of the, the year. The, the last half of the year and then the first half of the year. It's so funny because you is one of those things that just kind of like breaks people's brains because we're so like, you know, used to like, oh, the year starts in January and ends in December. But like in mm-hmm. DVC world, you know, if you have a June news year, the year starts in June and then ends in June. So it's 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 just kind of weird to think about sometimes. But yeah, the 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 breakup of like, you know, can I use my points and stuff like that? I, I will admit it it did trip me up at first where I was yeah, like, yeah. wait, can I can I book this trip or do I have to wait for my points to to reaccumulate and stuff like that? But uh, I mean, the other thing to remember, too, is, you know, we have borrowing banking for that reason as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's not. It's not as big of a deal. Yeah, no, I get that. Makes sense. All right. Do we want right. to read Wendy's question? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so Wendy says, I'm planning on buying DBC in the future and want to rent before I buy. The Skyliner is a big draw for me, and I've really been looking at the Epcot area resorts. Which one would you recommend looking at and why? Oh, man, that's a hard question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but, so Epcot yeah. area resorts would consist of Beach Club, Boardwalk, and Riviera. Riviera. Yeah. A- am I missing anything? Um, Just... No, I don't think so. I think that's all of okay. them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Th- yeah. Those are all the, the immediate Epcot ones. Um, okay. Let's, let's start with, okay, Beach Club is going to be hard to get for starters <laughs> yeah yeah, that's, that's, yeah. And so, expensive I mean, expensive too i yes. mean it's going to be really expensive because it's a very popular resort um you know and and also the expiration date on it is so much sooner than like a riviera right mm-hmm. yeah so so you know you you could try beach club but you know like we said that that one that one's going to be the hardest of the the lot to get i feel um boardwalk has a better lifespan on it um you know it's it's still popular it's a smaller resort so um again depending on the the size of the group that you're traveling with it may not um it may not fit your needs like you may not be able to find the rooms that you want easily because i I remember you said that tom when you when you stayed there was that uh um like the amount is it's the studios that they don't have a lot of like because you you end up going up to a one bedroom well, so it was right. the the value studios they don't have a lot of, right? So like yeah. the lowest point amount, like is is they only have like I think they only have like ten or fifteen of those rooms, right? And then like so then you get the the you know the standard views or the the boardwalk views or the pool views, uh, you know the, which are a lot more points. But you know I I think for me the biggest issue with Beach Club and Boardwalk is that they both expire in twenty forty two, which is so if you buy a contract now you're just getting a little less than twenty years, you know, on your contract. Mm-hmm. Whereas with if you buy Riviera, you're 2070, right? So yeah, I mean, yeah. The, anyway, continue continue our yeah. analysis of Beach Club and Boardwalk, but yeah. So 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 you know, looking at those two, yeah, you you know they they do they're a little bit shorter, but again, you know you know twenty twenty something years. Again, don't know your situation. You know that may yeah. be enough for you. Um, then looking at Riviera, the the problem with Riviera is that. Um, you know, you know, obviously you're renting points. So, so what I would say, you know, if, if you're renting points and you're staying at one of these resorts, you can absolutely go and check out the other resorts. So, you know, you know, I would do so as part of your, your trip that you planned is, you, you know, use it as an opportunity to kind of go and look around the other resorts and see 
what feels right to you. And then, you know, taking all this other information into account, you can make a, a good decision. Riviera being the the, mo- the newest resort, the, the problem there is that it, um, you're, if you're buying direct, it's fine. If you're buying resale, you can only use your points yeah. at Riviera. So, um, exactly. Again, you know, you know, knowing like you know, not not knowing what your situation is. If you're planning to, you know, you want to have one of these home resorts, you could, um, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I'm I'm going to stay in this area, but then, you know, as you uh, um, as you found on the show, you, you know, you know, all of us on the show, as we're moving through our lives and we're going through different phases, it doesn't always make sense to, um, you know you know, keep staying the place that you first bought in at. And the problem with the Riviera is that if you do, you know, if, if you find that you want to stay somewhere else, you actually can't. Right. Yeah. Or if you're buying resale. So, so, you know, that, that's something to factor in as well is that, you know, do if you're planning to buy direct versus resale, do you really want to be able to try out other resorts? And that could be a deal breaker on why not use, why not go to Riviera? Yeah, I mean, personally, and we've talked about this before, right? Like, <clears throat> I've stayed at almost every DVC resort, right? And I don't have points at every resort. I have stayed at Boardwalk. I've the only ones I've not stayed at so far are Beach Club and Riviera, right? I've stayed at every single other one. So uh, that are in Florida, I should say. Yeah. Uh, well, let's say Disney World. I haven't stayed at Vera, right? But at every Disney <laughs> World resort, right? So except for Beach Club and Riviera, right? And so just me telling you that is is that. You don't have to own points at the place to stay at the place, right? Like, and that's part of the great thing about DVC is you can buy points elsewhere and then stay at, you know, stay at one of those, uh, you know, Skyliner resorts. Because the thing about like Beach Club and Boardwalk are great, right? And I've stayed, like, I've stayed at Boardwalk a couple times now. And Boardwalk is, you know, really nice and close to the Skyliner and also, you know, a, a great walk right into the World Showcase. Like, it's, you can't beat that. Um, but and you know boardwalk can be tough and beach club can be tough to book 6 months out right but you know it it might be worth it for you to buy so it, it it really depends right and it's it's always with dvcs like depends on your situation right like to trevor's point the restrictions on riviera are pretty bad right like it's it makes it very difficult to stay anywhere but riviera right so like to me and then plus you got to you know you could probably find a resale contract out there but you know if you if that's the route you want to go but if you're going to buy direct, obviously you're going to end up paying a lot more. But you know, for me personally, it, you know, it's it's funny. I was looking the other day. I was talking on the show about swapping out contracts, right? Because I have two different use years within, and so to, so I have two different memberships, and I want to combine mm-hmm. that all into one, and I'll have one use year. And and one of the things I was talking to my wife about is like, well, what if we don't buy another Animal Kingdom contract, even though we only stay at Animal Kingdom, because we never book Animal Kingdom out more than a couple, like five, you know, four or five months out. Like we just don't, right? So like the home resort thing doesn't really matter to us that much. So I was saying to her, like, why don't we go for something economical like Saratoga Springs? Like, you know, Saratoga Springs is the... Yeah, get more points. You know, yeah, like, you know, I I can get the points cheaper. The, the dues there are lower and I can still stay at Animal Kingdom if I want to or really anywhere else. You know, you just, you just have to, you know you know plan that if if you're not going to you know get get one of those other places that you're going to stay at saratoga but again the, all the res, all the resorts are great right like so it's not that big of a big of a change i just 
you know, I, I would just caution. I, I don't want to caution people against buying Beach Club or Boardwalk, but I mean, I just feel like I would not buy into an, uh, especially with the point costs for Beach Club and Boardwalk is so much more and they have so many less years on them. I mean, it, it just, I wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do no. it. I, w- I would buy somewhere else that has longer years, lower dues, and then try to stay at those resorts uh, booking six months out. That's what I would do. That That's... <sighs> okay, I'm, I'm going to speculate here a little bit too because you know that that's a fair assessment of the current state of things. But remember that Old Key West, they extended the contract yeah. on it, right? So you, you know the point about these these resorts are going to run out sooner than others while true, you know, that doesn't mean that Disney won't, you know, go and extend the contracts on them. Um, Just going back and reading this, you know, you know, Wendy says, you know, the Skyliner is the big draw for her. So I get it. So for me too. So, so, so so the point about, um, you know, getting something like Saratoga. um, Yeah. You, you can still, you can still use, um, you know, Saratoga at beach club and, and boardwalk if you buy a direct saratoga you can use it at riviera but if you buy resale so so this is this is where this gets fun gets is that if <laughs> if you're choosing direct versus resale um resale is limited now that you can't use resale at riviera so if if you're really like riviera is like the best place for you um you're you're basically resigning yourself to the fact that you're either buying a resale Riviera or you're buying somewhere else direct so that you can stay at Riviera. So that's, that's where that becomes tricky. And, and yeah, you know, you know, the, the, pro- the problem there is, you know, Riviera has the Skyliner right in it. Like it's, it, it stops yeah, it's right, right there, there. Yeah. which I, I get that. And, and, you know, that, it is a huge benefit. It's a huge, it benefit. is. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you, you know, that the selling point of that, um, yeah, it it really comes down to you know you know what your situation is and um, how much how much you you want to be you know right where the skyliner is or you know like like Tom said you you know staying somewhere like beach or not beach club um, boardwalk you you have that access to the skyliner or you know you can walk right into World Showcase which again still gets you that access to the skyliner yeah it's um yeah it's just a little bit uh. It's a little bit further of a walk versus right outside your door, right? That's true. So, yeah. I will say, Wendy, I don't know your situation. Like, I don't know if you have young kids or anything like that, right? But if you're mm-hmm. going to rent before you buy, why not do a bunch of split stays, right? Like, Ooh, do one trip where you stay at, uh, like, five different resorts. Like, that's the benefit of rental, right? Like, you could do one-night stays at, like, at each resort. Like, you know, do Riviera. Stay one night at Beach Club. Stay one night at Boardwalk. Stay one night at, you know, wherever else you want to try out, right? <laughs> like, Yeah, that that's actually... You're right. I, I didn't even think about that. I was thinking, like, you know, if you're staying even at one of them, you can walk yeah. around and check out the other resorts and see, you know, you know how how the layouts of the resorts and, you know, what makes sense and all that. You don't have to stay in the rooms to, to figure that out. But, yeah, if you're there anyway, you can split stay and see how all the different rooms are. Or and, you can talk to the DVC yeah. guide at each resort that's there, and they'll a lot of times if they have they'll they'll have a room open, they can bring you and show you a room. Like mm-hmm. so, that's that's another thing you can do too. Like you can ask the DVC guides that are in the lobbies of each of the resorts if you want to like tour some of these different rooms. Sometimes they do that. So you know, it's there's a lot of options here. I, if I were you though, and you were fine with a split stay, like I would just stay at a bunch of different resorts over a week and and you know try them all out and see what what feels like home. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. 
I hope that okay. helps, Wendy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hope, yeah, we we could. Uh, I, I I feel we need to know more about Wendy's situation to really give yeah, better true. advice. Like this is very high level advice, but um, yeah, just you know, do your research at the end yeah. of the day. Like that, that's really the biggest thing is, you know, and if you have the opportunity to, to be there and check out these rooms, do so. Like that would be the, the, the most important thing, I think. But and I'll then you can decide too. from there. Yeah. And I'll say this too, Wendy, like talk to the DVC guides that are there. They're not high pressure, right? Mm-hmm. Like they'll answer your questions or even contact, you know, like Derek DVC resale. Derek will guide you through it too. Like, I mean, there, there are resources out there, you know, besides us, not that we're, you know, not trying to be helpful here, but uh, like, you know, Derek or like any, any of the DVC guides, they can walk you through it, you know, and, and tell you what, you know, might make some recommendations. Now, the DVC guides are going to be a little more like they're going to push you towards Riviera because they want to sell Riviera, right? Yeah. But, you know, like, so it's, it's, you know, they'll answer your questions, but they'll also probably try to convince you to do Riviera. But, um, you know, like, Derek might might be willing to give you some more like uh you know nuanced information I'd say so yeah I yeah I would definitely you know talking to both I think would be of great benefit because you can kind of get you know the the you know the Disney responses but then yeah. also you, you know like someone like DVC resale marker Derek you know you know he's he used to work for Disney but he will definitely give you a uh, a bigger picture view of of what's good and what's not <laughs> exactly exactly. All right. So Justin is asking, what advice would you give to someone who's interested in DVC, but is skeptical about the timeshare and mortgage aspect of it? I totally get this, Justin. <laughs> Sorry, Chair. Go ahead. No, I, um, so I, I, I'm not understanding what the mortgage. I think it's just is. meaning like the, like having a loan to pay it back kind of situation. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. So I, first of all, I would say, if we, if you do your research about DVC, Justin, right? Like the the biggest thing you notice about DVC, it's it's very different than the other timeshare programs, right? Because I I am also skeptical of timeshares in general, right? Like DVC did something very different, I think, than most of the other timeshares out there. Um, and you know, and and the way that they administer their program is very different. Um, but I I think the biggest thing, you know, people get scared with timeshares about getting locked into something, right? It's like I'm stuck with this thing forever. Right. But like the thing about DVC is not only does it hold its value it, it, and a lot of times it increases its value right now. Obviously, we don't look at these things as investments, but they, they do tend to increase in value and they, you know, the price is go- goes up and down, of course. But the thing is, there's always a way out. Right. Like, so even if you were to buy and you were like, oh, man, this isn't for me, this isn't working out. Like there's a way out with DVC. There's a bunch of different companies that will sell will help you sell these. But, you know, obviously our sponsor DVC resale market will help you. But um, but like it's it's not like you're going to be stuck with this contract and stuck with these dues forever if it's not something you want to stick with. Whereas, you know, some other timeshare programs, you're stuck into a contract. You're not getting rid of that thing no matter what, you know. And so I think that's a big thing. But I understand the the quote mortgage aspect of it, the loan aspect of it. Right. Like you have to make sure that this is going to make financial sense for your you know particular situation. Right. And, you know, some people will, you know, take the loan on it and then pay the loan every month. And, and that's fine. You know, a lot of people uh, will pay just, you know, pay cash for it if they can. Like I, I but I understand of the 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 monthly payment aspect of it can feel like it's it's a lot because you're paying for dues and you're paying for the contract and and all that. So sorry sorry trevor i just kind of tell me keep going i i mean i just <laughs> i'm waiting for you to finish your stream of thought you're good i'm done I, i'm done yeah. you can go okay. now you can go now <laughs> all right um yeah i i mean i guess 
you, you know, to Tom's point, you know, there, there is, there is a lot more flexibility to this than other timeshares. And, you know, you know, like Tom is, you know, there's been points in my life where I've looked at different timeshares, not, not Disney related, but um, you know, the, the big differences are it's, you know, they they don't, they don't lock you in. Like, like you said, they don't, you're not buying into this. It's like, well, you're stuck with this for the next, you know, 50 or 20 years. You can always sell it. Um, renting it is very easy too. I know, I know with other yeah. timeshares you can rent it out, but, but honestly, like it's Disney, like you like renting stuff out there is people are going to want it. Like, yeah, and I think that's, easy. yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think that's the yeah. thing at the end of the day is that, you know, you know, being worried about like, I, I would understand, you know, if it was just like, you know, oh, you know, I'm, I'm getting a timeshare at like a, you know, a ski resort or something like that. It's like, those, those can be a gamble because, you know, ski resorts don't always, you know, thrive that, that, you know, they, yeah. it does, it doesn't always work out. Um, Disney has been Disney for a long time. And, and, you know, I guess to the end about being skeptical, um, conversations that I've had in my household more than once. And actually, even in this last week, we were talking about this is that I wish I got into this one sooner. I wish I'd known about this. Like, like it, it kills me when, when we were talking with, uh, with Derek, um, the last time we had him on, you know, when he mentioned, you know, he reminded us about, um, you know, when the grand Californian first came out, you know, nobody wanted to buy nobody it. wanted it. Yeah, and, and I'm like, sell it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I wish I was looking at this, like, you know, you know, eight years earlier because I would have seen that and I would have jumped on it. Like I would have, I, I wish I had done that because, you know, seeing what it is now. And, and, and this is the thing is that, you know, Disney keeps growing, they keep expanding. So, you know, any, any of us who have DVC right now, um, I, I don't think anybody with DVC is worried that you're, you know, we're going to hit a point where it's like, well, you can't, you know, you can't even give away DVC points. Like, no. you know, Disney is just getting more and more busy as time goes on. And it like, yeah, it, it, it's not, it, it's not, not as, it's, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's not as doom and gloom as people like to make it out to be. And, and, you know, further to that is, you know, you know, buying into DVC, um, you know, prior to DVC, I was staying at the Valley resorts and now I'm staying at the deluxe resorts. So, I mean, if, if you're that much into Disney, like being able to stay at the, you know, just picking deluxe resorts, like it's, it's so I don't know. It's it's feels so much better. Like it, it, like it does. <laughs> yeah. it's a different experience. You get spoiled, yeah. right? Like you get very spoiled by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, being you know being spoiled at Disney is definitely <laughs> it, it's different, right? Like like yeah. And, yeah, I think I've told this story many times because we used to stay at all the value resorts too, and then our honeymoon we stayed deluxe, and it was like, oh yeah, we can never go back now. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> we we can't go back after this because it's just a whole different it's a whole different experience, right? Yeah, totally. Like it's yeah. And yeah, so so you know, you know there there's lots of there there's lots of reasons to you know not or or to take away that skepticism. And and I guess you know let, let's touch on the mortgage part of it is you know, yeah. So you know, if you, if you're buying in and you know you're 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 kind of mortgaging it or or you know paying off a loan or whatever. Um 
that doesn't stop you from renting your points if you're not going to use it as much as you thought you would. Like, sure. like I guess that's that's the other thing too that people don't always think about is they're like, well, you know, if, you know, it's a bunch of money up front. Yeah, it is money up front. You you'll have a loan and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, people, I I see lots of people paying off their loans. Like I'm in different Facebook groups, and you know, people are posting all the time about paying off their loans, which means that they're holding on to this thing long enough to pay it off. But then. You know, the other side of it too is, you know, if you, if you, you know, let's say, you know, you use it the first couple of years and then, you know, your life situation changes and you can't use it, you know, you don't have to sell it. You can actually, you know, you can rent out the points and keep paying it down. Yeah. You know, cause, cause you know, the, the, the cost of renting out the points can actually pay your dues and pay for the, loan, the loan. Depending on what your loan amount is. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you know, so, me personally, sorry, go yeah. ahead, finish your thought. I apologize. Yeah. So, 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 you know, the end result of that is, you know, it's not, there, there's so many different things that you can do with it that it's like, I'm, I'm not all that worried about, you know, buying into it anymore. Now that I know what it is, it's like, you know, if I go and buy my next contract, it's like, yeah, you know, it's fine. I, I, cause I know what it is. Right. So. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think one of the things that's underrated about it, too, is and, and I think this is not something you necessarily get with all timeshare programs. It's like the flexibility of it. Right. It's it's if you can't use it one year, it's not like you just lost out on it. You know, you can you can bank points till the next year or, you know, if you want to do a bigger trip one year, you can borrow points from the next from the next year and, and you know, do a bigger trip one year and then, you know, skip a year. But it's it, it's really kind of up to you how you how you want to do it and how you want to use it. And, you know, for me personally, and this is just me personally, like we actually delayed buying it because we wanted to save up to pay cash for it. So we didn't have a loan. Right. So like Mm -hmm. that was for us, we didn't want to have the loan. So we, we never had a loan on our, on ours because we specifically saved up for it. Right. To, to buy it. So it was a little bit different, you know, but you know, you can do the loan piece. Lots of people do the loans, right? Like it's not, it's not a, it's not like an abnormal thing to do the loan because it is a big purchase. Right. But I think the important thing is to understand is that it keeps its value. Um, and in some ways increases in value. And then, you know, if you need to, there's so much flexibility within it, like Trevor's saying, where you can, you can rent out your points, you can sell the points if you need to, you can, you know, you can bank them if you want to. You can do whatever you want with them, really. It's it's very it, – it's, while there are a lot of restrictions on the things you can do in DVC, it's pretty flexible program, you know, uh, overall. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, and to your point, like you said, Trevor, Disney's only getting busier, right? So, the demand for these things is going to keep going up. There's a reason why they keep building resorts, right? There's – you know, why they keep building these DVC resorts and why they, you know, keep building new attractions and new things. I mean, it's – as as more and more people go these things become you know continue to stay valuable and and in some ways get more valuable so yeah and i think that'd be my best pitch (laughs) yeah and and, you know as we mentioned in in a previous question like they've already extended one of the resorts so so old key west had its contract extended and so i i'm i'm getting the feeling as time goes on here you're going to see more and more of these places get extended because it's like why would why would disney suddenly stop like selling DVC at boardwalk, right? Yeah. Like if you, yeah. if you think about it, it's like, you know, they, they, they've already made these contracts, you know, 20 plus years, like from your point of view, are, are like, are you worried about what you're going to be doing with this in 20 years? Because like you can sell it anytime between now and the next 20 years, or, you know, if, even if you've had it for 20 years, have you gotten your value out of it? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Anyway, so, um, Kent, yeah, from email. this one's interesting. interesting. <laughs> yeah, it is an interesting question. Yeah, good. You read it. Yeah. So, so Kent sent this in via email. He says, um, this might seem redundant to you guys, but as a listener who recently purchased my first contract, the amount of contract options was daunting. Uh, my really? question is what current contract listed on the DVC resale would you purchase if you were buying your first contract? If Damon still refuses to go resale, then he should select which direct resort and how many points he would purchase. I think the listeners are looking, I think for listeners who are looking at buying, it would be helpful to hear what your reasoning for choosing one or the other. Okay. Yeah. So this, this is an interesting question. I, I thank you, Kent, for sending this in. And, and by the way, congratulations on your first contract. That's great. Yes. Um, so go ahead, Trevor. You, I'll actually no. You go ahead because I'm I'm gonna go look at some uh, listings right now and see what looks <laughs> well, good. Well, you know, truth be told, so for me, I, you know, I my first contract was a direct contract at Bay Lake, right? So, and we've talked about this before, and I have mm-hmm. no regrets about buying my first contract direct, right? Because I do like the blue card benefits, um, but like you know, so I like having those blue card benefits, and you know. For me, I think the best strategy, if you like those blue card benefits, are to buy a direct contract from Disney and then any subsequent contracts from resale market, right? So if I were buying my very first contract, though, and didn't care about that, I think in hindsight, I probably would have gone with at least a 100 to 150 point contract at Animal Kingdom. That is where we ended up stay- where, where we end up staying most of the time. Um, and, you know, that probably will change over time. But, you know, we really like staying in Animal Kingdom. And, you know, for a lot of reasons, number one, you know, I talked about this earlier. You can almost always book a room at Animal Kingdom, you know, less than six months out. Like, it's a huge resort. Um, and, it, you know, honestly, not as popular because a lot of people feel like it's very far away from everything else, which I, you know, I don't necessarily agree with. I talked about this before. It is further than every, than everywhere else, and it only has buses. But... I think the 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 ambiance and the and the setting of the resort is worth that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, for me, I probably would have bought an Animal Kingdom contract or a Saratoga Springs contract. Honestly, there's not a lot more bang for your buck than you can get that a, that a Saratoga contract. I mean, it's that's that's probably where I'd go. You know, dues wise and and what they're selling for resale. So I you know, I think that's where I'd be at. Yeah, I think. Um... Yeah, when I go back to when we were first looking at DVC, um, our, our initial thought was we, we were trying to get Grand Californian points, which, well, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we, we figured out direct was not an option. Um, but um, be, because so so our thinking at the time was we 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 knew about direct and resale, but we we agreed it together that. Um, we wanted to do our first one direct because we liked the, you know, the, the blue card benefits, even though they weren't like, it wasn't like, you know, we have to have these. We were like, yeah, you know, we, we kind of want to do our first one direct just to, just to have that. Right. Yeah. Um, but if, if I didn't, if I decided at the time that the blue card stuff was not of, of a huge benefit, um, I think, I think we would have ended up looking at Saratoga, because yeah, to to your point, we, um, you know, we we bought into the poly because of the fact that it was being, you know, it was still being sold at the time direct. It, it was still like it, it was still a, a recent resort that they had um, that they were trying to to finish selling off, um, 
if the poly wasn't available, I we were looking at Copper Creek and I didn't I didn't like Copper Creek, but that that's because I know I know people love Wilderness Lodge, but I have like 50 Wilderness Lodge resorts near me, so <laughs> I, I didn't want that. I was gonna say you're gonna get some uh, get some hate for that one. I, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no. It, so yeah, we, we didn't want Wilderness Lodge, and um, if I'd started looking into resale, yeah, Sar- Saratoga would have made the most sense because it is the most bang for your buck, and if if I didn't. And this all predates us, you know, having our first trip to the the poly. Like, like once we once we stayed at the poly, we were like, "This is where we're staying." Like, it didn't, yeah, it, it didn't, it didn't really matter after that. But before that, I think um, we would have, you know, like you, you know, we we would have been trying out the different resorts, and that was that was part of our conversation when we first bought our poly contract. It's like, well, hey, we can try out other resorts. And, you know, see what's up. And we were all excited about that. But then when we stay at the poly, we're like, yeah, we're good. We we don't need to go anywhere <laughs> else for a while. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think, yeah, I think, I think if I was going to buy resale and, and actually like I was, I was just looking at the, the price per point here. Like it's, it's crazy. The price difference between like old Key West and Saratoga and other oh, yeah. resorts. And, and that's because of the sheer volume of them, right? Like they're, they're, yeah. They're much bigger resorts, and um, yeah, the 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 price point on them is is way lower. So you know, if if you're looking at you know just how many points can I get um, versus you know guaranteeing that I'm going to stay at the same resort every time, uh, yeah, I I would definitely like if if I was in the market for another resale contract, uh, Saratoga is is a is a pretty good bet in my opinion. Or Old Key West. Yeah, I'd also say too, by the way, that if you're looking to buy, like now is the time for resale, right? Like resale prices are are, are lower than they've been yeah. in, in quite a while right now. So they, I, you know, in, I don't know specifically why, but like they are much lower than they were last year. So you know, you can actually, um, and you know, according to our friends over at DVC Resale Market, they're down twelve percent uh, from last year. So, I mean. It's a buyer's market right now. So if if you're looking to buy resale, like now's the time to do it. Right. Yeah. So I think I have to wonder if it's um or well, part of it is right of first refusal, right? Like like even Derek. Well, they're not buying anything back right now. Yeah. Yeah. So so that the interesting thing about that, and I guess, you know, this is, you know, for people that that haven't gone through this yet, um, you know you know, how much you buy a contract for really at the end of the day is determined by right of first refusal. And the funny thing is, is that, um, so, so that's, you know, Disney getting their opportunity to buy back the contract. And most of the time they'll do that if they feel, if a contract is listed too cheap, they'll just take it and then they, they eat the cost on it and then they'll sell it at yeah. their price point, which, you know, they, they usually make profit on it. <clears throat> the funny thing is, is that right now, prices are trending downward because Disney doesn't seem too interested in buying contracts back. So that's actually making people list their contracts lower because they, they know, or like if you're wanting to, you know, sell off your, your DVC, you list it at the lowest possible price because yours will get snatched up first. And because of the fact that, that Disney's not exercising right of first refusal, prices overall are are going cheaper and cheaper at the moment so so you know yeah for for sellers can turn on a dime though can turn on a yeah, dime ex- right like <laughs> so, so yeah that this is the funny thing is that you know at any point disney can turn on and be like nah, we're not doing this anymore and they can start buying them back but i, I think 
I think what Disney's doing right now is because they're lining up for, um, again, this is my speculation. Derek could, you know, tell me I'm totally wrong because he knows this stuff better than me. But, um, you know, because they're lining up for the new tower at Disneyland, I feel they don't care quite so much about the resale market in the moment. But once the tower gets released and all that kind of stuff, then you'll see, you know, that's going to drive up interest because people are going to be like, oh, what about the tower? And Disney is going to use that as an opportunity when they get to that point where they're like, hey, you know, we can also sell you, you know, this resort or that resort. So I think as we get closer to when the tower is about to open, you will see right of first refusal pick back up again. So um, that's not to say, you know, just go out and buy the first contract you see right now. But, you know, to your point, Tom, I think this is a this is a much better time to be buying if you are looking at resale then uh, like I, w- I in six months, I think it'll, you know, prices will be trending back upwards again. Well, that's and, just and, my. No, you're right. And you don't have to worry about Disney snapping up a contract out from under you. Right. Because they're just not buying contracts right now. So yeah. like you, you really you really it would be, you know, a lot of times people don't love resale because you buy resale. And then sometimes you just don't get that contract because Disney buys it up from under you. Right. But like that's just not happening right now. And and to your point, Trevor, though, like I think it's partly because of the tower, but also because they're se- they have they're actively selling quite a few resorts right now. I mean, they have Riviera that they're still selling. They're still selling uh, Grand Floridian, uh, obviously Alani, because they're mm-hmm. going to be selling that for the rest of the time. Um, and then <laughs> and then soon enough here, they'll be selling the towers. So, I mean, I think Derek said it on the last show when he was here. I don't think they've ever had this many actively, you know, ha- had this many things to offer at once. Uh, that DV, you know, b- actively selling direct contracts at this many different resorts, um, you know. So, like he said, you know, before, and it's true. Like they always really just had kind of like one or two resorts that they were selling at. You know, now they're really going to have at least four options. You know, for and and then when Polly comes online, probably five options, assuming you know Grand Floridian and Riviera aren't sold out by them, which they probably. I mean, I, I don't know if they will be or not, but I, um, I feel Grand Floridian will sell out before then because yeah, it wasn't that, like yeah. a full resort. So, yeah. so yeah, I can, I can see them kind of trading one for the other, right? It's like, you know, hey, Grand Floridian's gone, but we got Polly, which is right next door. So. Yeah, they're making quick <laughs> progress on that thing, too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. But, yeah, I mean, now's the time to buy. But th- th- thanks for the question, Ken. I, I, I appreciate that. It was it was a good question. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we should mention, we mentioned the tower, and that's a, that's a good seg- a segue into this next piece here. So, um, Disneyland has announced that, or I guess DVC has announced that the Disney, the villas at the Disneyland hotel, which is the new DVC resort at, uh, at Disneyland, uh, is going to be opening for early reservations on March 15th for DVC members, uh, and magic key holders. And then, uh, March 17th for everyone else. I will note though, and I find this interesting, right? It doesn't seem like people are going to be able to use their points to make these reservations. It seems like these are cash cash reservations. These are just cash. Yeah. Yeah. It's so strange to me, which makes sense because they're not, they haven't sold any DVC points and they haven't said when they're going to start selling them. Right. And in order to book with points, they have to declare those rooms. Right. So they haven't declared any rooms yet. So they, you can't really book with points yet. Um, So, but it's interesting to Mm -hmm. me because they've announced that you can book there, but they haven't announced, when they're going to start selling, right? Yeah, but, but <laughs> it kind of it kind of makes sense if you think about it because they know when the tower is going to be done. Yeah, but that you're not going to have like like you said, you know, once once they make points available and put them on on the books and everything, 
um, yeah, you know, some people are going to book right away, but there may be a discrepancy between when the tower is done and when points actually become available. And it probably makes sense. And this is probably why it does make sense is, you know, just offer it up cash to begin with. Let people, you know, people will want to spend their money anyway. So, you know, they know they can offer it up cash sooner than they can offer it up through through DVC points. So um, I guess, why would you not like why why would you leave um, a hotel like that? DVC member just kind of bothers me. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I I think I think if they didn't offer to DVC members first, the outcry would be ridiculous right like like yeah. you know it's yeah i get that th- the thing is is you know they're saying basically they're saying you know, yeah yeah we know dvc members are here um we can't offer you points quite yet but you know we can give you first crack at booking these rooms if you really want to stay here yeah so you know I, I i appreciate that i i appreciate that you know they're they're thinking of you know you know giving dvc members at least the first opportunity even if it's not you know you know points bookings right sure away. Can we talk about these baller grand uh, grand villas? By the way, do you see these oh, things? Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah, god, these things are awesome! I love it. I mean, it's gonna be an absurd amount of points, but like the the balcony. <laughs> I mean, the balcony on these grand villas. It it looks like the fireplace is an indoor. It's like a an indoor outdoor fireplace, and you mm-hmm. have this little nice setup, you know, outside, and each room has like a little sitting area. And then there's a spiral staircase in the middle of the room that goes up to the second floor. I mean, it looks gorgeous. <laughs> I, I mean, I, you see the the red Mickey statue right at the base of the stairs too, right? <laughs> like oh that. yeah, yeah. I do, I mean, it looks. I mean, I don't know how much these are going to cost cash, but it's going to be a lot. <laughs> these things are bigger than my house, <laughs> right? I mean. I'm just looking at these pictures and I'm just like, I mean, listen, the grand villas are all really nice, but this looks like almost like a different level. (laughs) So, yeah, it's, and, and I mean, thinking about where this is, like, I'm assuming having one of these facing towards the parks will be like, you know, the view is amazing. The, like you said, that outdoor fire or the, you know, the balcony, multiple balconies, (laughs) multiple balconies. Yeah. Uh, on the second floor and on the first floor, both. Yeah, them, right. You, you you'll have you'll have so much space there. Yeah, they're they're just awesome. But but you know, even outside of um, you know, the grand the grand villas are great. But I mean, all the rooms they look very nice. Look look really good. And and, and I like that. I saw a couple of people commenting on in various groups that you know, well, you know, the the random uh, theming of this, it's like. You know, you can't been win complaining some... for a while that they're taking all the Disney theming out of stuff. And then this is like, yeah, like very themed to me. Like, yeah, like, like <laughs> each each type of room is themed differently, but they're all, you know, the, they're all they've picked different. Um, they've picked different IP. So like you've got like Sleeping Beauty, Princess and the Frog. There's, there's yeah. a Jungle Book themed room, which I like. Great. That's awesome yeah. to me that they're they're actually doing that. They have like the Tower Studios that they have at Riviera. They they put into this resort too. They're two two guest rooms. Like so they're mm-hmm. much smaller rooms, right? But they're going to be much lower points obviously, but obviously that was a popular enough option that they decided to to continue that on. But yeah, to your point, the studios are themed to either Sleeping Beauty or Princess and the Frog. Uh the one and two bedrooms are either Princess and the Frog or Fantasia. You know, like so there's like they theme this stuff to different animated stuff, but like I mean the whole room is themed to that. Like 
what do people want? I don't know what people want anymore, right? Like, because the, they're complaining that they're going too modern and not theming things to Disney anymore. And then when they do theme things to Disney, you're like, oh, they're theming things to Disney too much. It's like, I don't know what people want anymore. <laughs> no, you, <laughs> you, see, know? you see, this is exactly what I want, and I don't care what anybody else says. Because <laughs> yeah. the, the yeah. thing is, is that it's, you know, it is, it makes you aware that you're in a Disney hotel, right? Yeah, you know, you, it's part of the Disney bubble. If you're staying in one of these rooms, you know you're at Disney, and but it, it's it, it's the same way that I like the 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 Polly rooms. Is you know Polly's got some great theming throughout them. You know now that they have the Moana stuff, and you know there's Stitch in the rooms and stuff like that. It's um you know it when I when I'm staying in in any of the Disney hotels, it's like I do want to be reminded that I'm there. And I know some people are like, well, but you know, it's crazy over the top. It's like, yeah, you know, Disney used to do that. I know, you know, like the, the value resorts were a little over the top, but this is perfect to me. Like, like I, I think anybody who says that this, you know, that they have problems with this is just complaining for the sake of complaining. Sure. Because these, these rooms are, um, it's the perfect mix of Disney and modern because, you know, they're still definitely very, very modern looking rooms. But they've also acknowledged the fact that, you know, you have to have some Disney theming in these rooms. Yeah, I agree. I, I one of the, I, By the way, looking at the picture here, it looks like there's only two Grand Villas in this hotel. And mm-hmm. it looks like maybe one, two, three, four, five, six, one or two bedrooms. Or I'm sorry, not six, 12. Sorry, there's one on each side there. So, it, I mean... Between the one and two bedrooms, though, I don't. I mean, that's on the one side. I guess they're probably going to have some standard view ones too, on the other side of yeah. the resort. I guess. Yeah, so maybe yeah, keep, double each one of those things. But yeah, keep in mind, and it, it is that L shape, so it will like you'll yeah. have yeah, or because you're actually not seeing like the there, there's more. There's more of the building that they're not showing in the first picture. In the first picture, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, you're definitely right about that. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. So I, there's probably, I mean, but the Grand Villas look like there's a very select amount of them, which is, you know, understandable. But, and of course, if you're going to get a Grand Villa, you, I mean, no one's going to get a Grand Villa unless it has a theme park view, right? Like, you you expect a theme park view with a Grand Villa. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, listen, I, I th- this looks amazing to me. I'm excited for this. I definitely want to stay here uh, w- once I get myself out to Disneyland one of these days. Um, you know, I'd love to say one of these grand villas, but I mean, this is probably a little bit too much for my points. <laughs> I, I'm okay with just staying in a standard room. <laughs> I mean, the standard room looks great too. I'm not going to say anything bad about the standard room. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but okay, let's do our, let's do our ad. And then we can talk about some other things that are not DVC related. So, uh, you know, even though we're very heavy DVC this episode, which is uh, great, but. Let's also do our uh, do some other stuff. All right. This week we have DVC Resale Market. Uh, DVC Resale Market, a world of DVC company, is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 13 former Disney Vacation Club guides and three former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days. In 2021, DVC Resale Market helped over 4,400 families join or add on to their memberships. Go to DVCResaleMarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS, that's 382-7767, 
And when you speak to them, be sure to let them know the Welcome Home sent you. Uh, also, I believe on their website now, there's actually a drop down where you can select. Uh, yes, there is. Home. We got evidence of that. You, yeah. yeah, select so, the drop down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so either select the drop down or when you're talking to them, just make sure they know that, uh, that uh, you found them through us. Very, very important that you do that. So even if you heard about them from somewhere else and also heard <laughs> about them from us, select us still. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, so let's see what else we got here. All right, since I mean, I put this Disney Cruise Line thing on here for Damon, but since we don't have Damon, like, why don't we just skip this? Because I don't really care about okay. this extra tier for Disney Cruise Line. I'm sure some yeah, Cruise Line I, people I are going to be mad, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you know me, I I don't do cruise stuff. So well, and plus you got to have like an absurd amount of cruises to hit this uh, hit this top level. So and and truthfully to me, and maybe. I feel like I need to ask some of my Disney Cruise Line uh, podcast friends about this, but like, it doesn't feel like you get a whole lot for getting all the way up to this <laughs> to this level. <laughs> um, but you know, whatever. Let's talk about other stuff. Um, so, new uh, dates are added for Disney after after hours, and uh, also a new theme park for Disney after hours. So, uh, so which is exciting. I, I know you did the Disney after hours event. Yes, yep. and are, are um, a fan of it. So, yeah. So, so they've added. So it's Epcot that's being added to Epcot Disney is being added. Hours, yeah. Right. Yeah. Was Which, it was it just Magic Kingdom before? And and I feel yeah, it was. It, so yeah. or, well, they they had that, and then they had the Typhoon Lagoon. Yeah, that's right. That's party. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But the, um, so yeah, so now they're adding Epcot uh, and Hollywood Studios too, right? Or uh, was Hollywood Studios there before? But say it's, um, it on here. I, so I don't think Hollywood Studios was trying to remember it's yeah. been so long since they did the after hours if, if, if there wasn't after hours i never considered it at hollywood studios mm. yeah okay yeah but yeah so 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 to me the the big thing is epcot like that's yeah that's a pretty a big, big uh that's a pretty big draw for an after hours party which um i'm just curious though sorry i'm just i'm looking through this. so so you know the, the things that are going to be open uh, obviously are um, you know, Frozen Ever After, uh, Cosmic yeah. Rewind, Ratatouille um, will all be there, which I guess that assumes that the World Showcase will be open. But I guess I don't know how I would assume open so. the World Showcase will be. I mean, uh, I would assume it would be completely open. I my I think my big question is, well, it, are they going to have the virtual? They're not going to have a virtual queue still on Cosmic Rewind, right? They'll just have standby. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work for an after hours party. Well, I guess, yeah, you can have virtual queue because, yeah, right? If, yeah. Yeah. If people are there for a ticket event, yeah, it would just be standby, which makes sense because now that I think back to it, when uh, when we did it at, at Magic Kingdom, it was uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. But, like, there was no fast pass or anything. It was just line up for it. Yeah. And by the way, for those that don't know what these events are, right? So Disney After Hours is basically like a limited ticket event where you pay, you know, a certain amount. And I think it's saying the tickets are from 75 to 149. And uh, you get access to entry to the park beginning at 6 p.m. Uh, well, 7 p.m. for Epcot and Hollywood Studios. And basically, like, the idea is that you just will walk onto every ride um, because they're limiting the crowd so much that it's the, the attraction time should be, you know, next to nothing. And then plus they're going to have character meet and greets and, uh, you know, like, your food and beverage included, you know, like ice cream and popcorn and drinks yeah, and all that kind of stuff. So 
Yeah. Imagine being able to just walk up to uh, like one of the ice cream carts and just be like, I want this. And they just hand it to you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what great. happens. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so funny because we did one of those dessert parties one time where they they had like a bunch of different stuff. Right. Like so it was they were making like chur- they were like flambeing like churros like and doing like mm-hmm. all sorts of crazy stuff. And then we'd eaten so much of the other stuff that we eventually got our way to like where the Mickey bars were. And we were like, nah, we're good. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, we, we ate way too much. And it's, you know, Mickey bars and Mickey bar, right? Like they're great. But it's like, I ate all this other cool stuff first. And then now I'm here. But I mean, you know, to your point, to be able to go to an event, be like, give me 10 Mickey bars. I mean, I'm sure they have it limited. I'm sure they're going to give like tickets out. Right. But like, give me, give me a Mickey bar and not have to pay for it. You know, Really, you did. You just prepaid for it, right? But so it still feels different, right? Yeah. When we did the after hours events, it wasn't you didn't. There wasn't tickets for the the Mickey bars and stuff. You could just walk up. But so but it's, the it's was, unlimited. Like yeah, they're they're doing unlimited because I know I saw some people were talking about the DVC events, which are different, right? Because DVC mm-hmm. DVC events are free, right? So it's it's different. So this these are probably you can get as many as you want. I would think. Yeah, I mean for for the. For the cost per ticket, like, like, I guess this is the thing is, you know, for people who are unsure about this, um, the, the surface, uh, appeal of it is, or, or, you know, the surface selling point is, you know, Hey, come into the park later, you, you know, at 6 PM. And then you're there until like, you know, midnight or one o'clock in the morning. And a lot of people go, well, why would I want to do that if I'm there all day? The trick is, is if you're doing an after hours event, you, you don't go to the park like like you don't treat it like a normal park day and a lot of like what tom was saying earlier is that a lot of people don't realize that these after hour events you can get a lot done really quick because of the fact that they're ticketed and they're limited events like you don't have anywhere near the level of um traffic that you have on a normal day in the park so uh but people always tend to overlook that because of the the price point of these tickets because it like if you look at it you know what, what's the highest end 175 yeah. 149 like you're buying so, a one day ticket and getting to do everything yeah. right yeah yeah and but but that's the thing is you know people look at it and they go well you know i i buy a 10 day ticket and you know my cost per day in the park is a lot cheaper it's like yeah but for the you know for this one day and, and like i said i can attest to this having uh having an evening in the parks where it's low low traffic and the fact that it's the evening and you're not having to deal with the sun. <laughs> for, oh, that you know, too. For, that's a big part too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for us, for us that don't live in Florida, actually doing these nighttime events is way more appealing because you can get a lot more done at night and you don't, you don't get overheated the same way you do during the day. Um, what we found was the, so, you know, back to your point about, you know, the free stuff was so in magic kingdom. And I feel this will be the same thing in either Epcot or Hollywood studios is you're covering a lot of ground really fast. Like, yeah. you know, we, we were going around the, the parks really fast being able to, uh, it, it's kind of like running a marathon, you know, where they have the guys handing out the cup of water, but it's like, you're going by the, uh, <laughs> the, the ice cream carts and you're, you know, you're like hitting up a Mickey bar or in my case, you know, I, I usually grab the, the fruit bars cause I don't do, do the dairy. dairy. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, we're grabbing ice cream bars as we're going and that's kind of keeping us, moving through the event so it's not that you like stop and get 10 of them but it's like as you're making your way around the park you're you know the fact that they offer free food as part of it is is of great benefit because yeah you know you're 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 running around anyway you're moving around a lot faster than you realize and um 
it's a lot of fun at the end of the day. Like if, for anyone that's on the fence about these, I would really, I would really encourage at least going once because we, we've done it. I think we've done two or three now and they're always like some of the best experiences that we've had at Disney. Yeah. Cause so. you're getting everything done in like a three hour window. And I mean, first of all, the parks are the best at the night at nighttime anyway. Right. Like, so I mean, yeah. in my opinion, I love the parks lit up at night and yeah. So yeah, I yeah, still no. have, good. I was just going to say, I, st- I still have uh, pictures of me and my family standing in Adventureland, like, like not like in a corner Adventureland, like in the middle, like near, near Aladdin's flying carpets. And it's just empty, which not you know, a single person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't see that. You don't get to see that on a normal day. <laughs> The only time I've ever seen that was when I did when I stayed in Magic Kingdom till like two a.m. Right, and it was two a.m. and it was like maybe one o'clock in the morning, and like mm-hmm. nobody was like everybody was gone at that point. So it was, it it is a really cool feeling, right? And uh, well, there was one other time also that we were the first people in Hollywood Studios. We had like an early breakfast thing that was before the park opening, so we were literally the first people that walked in. So, but it, it does it, it's it's interesting when you that kind of experience. By the way, this article does mention Hollywood Studios was one that they were doing before, and it was one of the most popular ones. It says so. Um, so I guess I I, I didn't remember that because I just didn't forgot. So <laughs> yeah, I think I think I I slept on Hollywood Studios because of the fact that they didn't offer quite as much as magic kingdom at the time yeah so yeah. so this was pre-covid this is pre and yeah when we looked at it, it was like you know like it was kind of as star wars land was opening up and stuff like that and it was like eh, like that's it like it's, like it, it's kind of funny though trevor if you go on like the website for it right because i was just looking i was like okay well what's open for this right Mm-hmm. And like in the picture, they have uh, Tower of Terror, right? But they they don't list Tower of Terror as being one of the attractions that's available, which is weird, right? Like because they it says while well, subject to change, attractions may include alien swirling saucers, mini minis, uh, Mickey and Minis, Runaway Railway, uh, Smuggler's Run, Slinky Dog Dash, Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance, and Toy Story Mania. But then it says and more, so like no rock and roller coaster, which I know is down for refurbishment. Extended right? so maintenance. Like, yeah, that's fine. Um, but where's tower of terror on there? Where's star tours? Where's, you know, like, I feel like there's a, some things that are missing there and, and it's kind of weird that it's missing. You know, I, I don't know if that just means they're not going to be included or if they just didn't list those, they just kept those under and more, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, to me. I, I feel it's a it's a priority thing, right? You know, you know, Tower sure. of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster and even Star Tours, they're not they're not flagship rides anymore. Tower right? Terror isn't, you don't think? No, because not since not since Galaxy's Edge opened up. Well, that, there's like, that. yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they lead with Mickey and Minnie and Rise now. Yeah, that's true. I'm, 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 I mean, I'm impressed that Rise is open. I mean, if it if you want to go on Rise and not wait for a long time, I mean, this is a this is a prime opportunity right like you can even factor in the whole cost of uh you know what a genie plus is it costs uh for Mm -hmm. for the tickets right like if you factor in like what a one-day ticket would cost what genie plus would cost for your party and what you know some food would cost it's a pretty good deal you know especially if you can get almost everything done in a couple hours whereas you know on a typical park day you might be able to get three or four things done you can get like everything done yeah and, it's not a bad deal, man. I, I mean, yeah, I know and, you. You don't need to be sold on this. I'm preaching to the choir no, on this. So. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm as much for this as anybody else. And yeah, you know, it's it to me. It's 
like people don't always think of it this way. So, you know, you can spend like a whole day at your resort, you know, just like lounge around your resort, you know, save your energy. Yeah. And then you can go in the evening, get a whole bunch of stuff done. And then your next day, you're not like, you're not completely wiped out. Whereas, you know, most normal days at Disney, I don't know about you, but even when I tell myself I'm going to pace myself, I still end up like way, <laughs> way more tired than I expected to be. I would love to do another 2 a.m. at Magic Kingdom. I'd pay for that opportunity because that was that was I'm telling you doing mm-hmm. doing uh, being there because it was extra magic hours from like I want to say 11 to 2 right back in the good old days <laughs> right yeah and and man like it was the atmosphere was amazing we rode like big thunder like four times in a row and big thunder at night is so much fun and then you know people but people were also like cheering and like you know clapping and it was like a whole thing you know it was it was just it had a different vibe to it you know oh yeah in yeah, a good I, way I, though <laughs> yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean yeah it's yeah pe- people are People are on a different level when yeah. when it's an after hours party. A hundred percent. Yeah, or, it was. It, yeah. Dude, it was such a good time. I would so pay for that opportunity again. Although I can't really do it anymore with having a five year old. It's like she's not going to stay up till two a.m. Like so. Well, but it, it'll come back around. You know. You know. Like yeah, I said, you know, we we did it. You know, I think the first one we did, our son was eleven, and we we were worried that he was going to make it, but he like I. I think you know the Mickey bars kept him on enough of a sugar high that uh, <laughs> that's why they give out the Mickey bars for the sugar high piece yeah, <laughs> just to keep you awake, right? So that's really funny. All right, so I, I think that's that's good for that. I mean, like, look, this is I think positive news. I think the I think a lot of people like the after hours. Um, you know, even if you hate paid events, like you know, these are some some interesting things. So. Yeah, man. This next thing, I'm not even joking with you. I'm thinking about taking a trip to Disneyland just for this. <laughs> the, this surprised me because we we had talked about we were speculating about what was going into the Hyperion Theater. Oh yeah. Um, previously, and I'm I'm really surprised that they're going with the Captain America musical from the uh, the Hawkeye. I, so they're they're presenting it, this as being temporary though right so like it is just yeah and they, this might just be the bridge to whatever's next right so if you haven't watched hawkeye right like i i guess i can explain this really quickly right so if you didn't watch hawkeye basically the opening episode of hawkeye hawkeye is sitting in a broadway musical which is basically a retelling of like the battle of new york from the avengers movie right Mm-hmm. And like I read before that the creators of the show basically were like, how can we create a musical that will annoy Clint as much as possible? Right. Like, and that's the idea here. And it's like really cheesy and really like the costumes are terrible, but like the song that they sing is, is an, is, you know, kind of an earworm. And my, my sister and I have this funny thing where we text each other back and forth all the time. Like we'll text the <laughs> gif of Captain America, Captain America saying I can do this all day from that musical. Right. Because it's just, it's really funny. Like they obviously made this musical to be cheesy and ridiculous. So the it's fact that they're bring- in and of itself, it is. Yeah. The yeah. fact that they're bringing to this, to the park, it's funny because this article seems to think that Disney is taking this seriously and making it like a serious thing. I don't think they all are at all. I think that they know that this is silly and stupid and they're doing it for that reason. Because and it by the way they also mentioned that it's a short one act musical so it's not like this is like a you know twenty minute even a half hour thing it's probably like ten minutes in and out right <laughs> so yeah. you know Which, it's probably just them doing that scene from the show I I would assume probably and and, and the thing is is you know you you talk about 
you know, a serious production. Like the when they had Aladdin in the Hyperion previously, it was not serious. Like, <laughs> not like serious. I, I think that's I think that's the thing that people need to understand. Is, you know, these like it, it like people are legitimately good. Like the performers are fantastic in these shows, but the shows themselves are like you're in a theme park. Like you're not going for like a like a high level Broadway production. You're going for a theme park production, right? So yeah. It's meant to be funny. It's meant to be not serious. And I love the fact that, yeah, they're bridging that line between the, the, it's, it's that meta joke, right? It's the, the, you know, oh, we had it in the show and now it's becoming real because of the show, right? (laughs) Like it's, yeah. I I, mean, if if you haven't seen Hawkeye and you like Marvel stuff, just go watch the first episode just for that part or even go, uh, (laughs) it's the end credit scene right at the very end too. Like you can watch like the whole, uh, the whole song. Cause it's, it's, it is hilarious, right? Like all the characters that they have in it are like really badly done. Right. Like, and purposely so, right. Like they're purposely making this a bad production, right. Where it's like the Hulk is basically wearing like a blow up green (laughs) outfit. (laughs) I mean, and, all the characters look ridiculous. Like Thor looks terrible. I mean, it's the whole thing is really, I mean, they made like Ant-Man into like a, 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 like a really young dude. Like it's just, it's really weird and funny and good. Sorry. It's a bad retelling. It's imagine if you, you know, ask somebody who watched the Captain America movie like once to retell it. Right. (laughs) It's just, man, it, it, Honestly, it was our favorite thing from Hawkeye. Like it made us laugh constantly uh, from from watching that show. Um, so you know the fact I, I just love that they're bringing this as a one act thing. And by the way, this is coming summer twenty twenty three. Um, so like it says, you know, a short one act musical. So like I said, it's probably going to be very short. I'm assuming it's going to be no longer than like ten minutes. Just my guess. Mm, no, okay. I, I feel I feel they could probably do you know twenty to thirty minutes. Yeah, but they're saying it's one act, though. Like, I mean, that just tells me that they're just going to literally just do that. Because they if you watch the first episode of Hawkeye, they only show you really a portion of it. Right. Like you can see the whole thing later, like at the in the end credits. But um, they only show you a portion in the first episode. I mean, they created an entire like Broadway musical number around this. Right. So that that they only ended up showing for like a minute, I feel like, on the show. Right. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I think it's hilarious. They're doing this. I, I just, I, I love it. I mean, no joke. My sister was like, let's go to Disneyland. We need to go see this. And I'm like, I mean, it's, it's one of many reasons to go to Disneyland. Oh, well, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. So, uh, this next thing though, too, this is, makes all kinds of sense to me. And I kind of believe that this is going to happen. So this is a rumor. Um, we I got it from WDWNT. They got it from WDW Magic. So again, take all this with a grain of salt, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the rumor is that a meet and greet for Maribel from Encanto will uh, open later this year at Magic Kingdom and would replace the Merida meet and greet, uh, you know, the one that's right across from Cosmic Rays, uh, right in Magic Kingdom there. I think yeah. this makes total sense to me. Um, Encanto, I don't know if you saw this, Trevor, but like, most streamed titles from last year, like Encanto destroyed everyone <laughs> like mm-hmm. by a lot. Um, let me see. It was most streamed movies uh, last year. Um, but yeah, I mean, Encanto is still incredibly popular. My daughter absolutely loves Encanto. 
Um, and so like, I think that this is kind of a no brainer, like no offense to brave, but like Merida is just not nearly as popular. It's, yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing is like, yeah, brave. It was kind of, I think it was a bit of a victim of bad timing when it came out. Oh yeah, for sure. Like it, cause yeah, I remember when it came out, it was kind of like, like there was kind of a stream of Disney movies that came out and none of them were like, none of them hit the same level as like frozen. Right. Yeah. No, yeah no, totally true. And, yeah. and that doesn't take away from the fact that, that they're good movies and all, but yeah, you know, I, I don't think Merida quite has the same level of popularity as Encanto does right now. You're, you're absolutely right. It, you know, Encanto is the newest thing. It's, you know, why would Disney not do this? Because it'll, um, I mean, the, the only problem is, is it'll go from like, <laughs> you know, we, we eat at cosmic rays, uh, um, you know, usually once or twice when we're, when we're on our trip and, you know, you can always see like, you, you can see across the way to, to where the, the Merida meet and greet is. Right. Yeah. And it's usually not very busy. Like, you know, it's, you know, you'll see people going in there or, and like there, there may be a little bit of a lineup, but it's never like around the corner kind of thing. Yeah. This is like, like you're saying, you know, because of the fact that it's in Kanto, you'll have a line of going all the way back, like around by the castle. <laughs> oh, for this, this. Be, this will be huge. Like, yeah, that's right. already like a really bad spot right there. Right. <laughs> like that line going up that it's a fairly narrow walkway. Right. So like that line would get, like you said, it would go all the way to the castle, if not further. I mean, yeah. So last year, 2022, I found this in 2022 Encanto uh, led uh, with 27 billion minutes streamed. <laughs> like and the next closest was 11 billion like okay it's crazy right yeah. like so i mean they it just absolutely i mean dominate now i think that was just for animated animated things but still i mean that's that's a huge that's a huge thing right although what this so, says yeah sorry for the merida fans but uh she'll still be in the yeah. parade so yeah i mean that's like that's the thing right like my daughter likes merida but it's like Encanto is way bigger to her, right? So, like, she would freak out if she met Maribel. Like, straight up freak out. So, yeah. like, I mean, if they could... Oh. Hey! <laughs> I totally You're... forgot there was an episode. What? You're alive. Yeah. I. You know, it's funny. I didn't have my phone on me, and I just kind of forgot. Just plain forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so I, I got... Where are you guys? I'm trying to find out where we are. What number we're are we talking, on? We're on number 10. Uh, oh, my Maribel goodness. This is ridiculous. Merida. So we far... We were just I, talking... God. I said so we, far away. Did everyone wish you happy birthday and sing happy birthday to Tom? No, we we did not do that. <laughs> oh, no, we, we... I mean, we, we talked about it before the show, but we just kind of got into it. No, and it's Tom's birthday. Yeah, it is wait, birthday. I, I got to get to the questions real quick, though, and then we can pick back up. You just... Are you, wait, so you're going to do like... I'm a speed, speed round. round. Like, yeah, oh, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. <laughs> I feel I feel bad that I, <laughs> I was downstairs and I didn't have my phone. And I was like, wait... You know, like that <laughs> nagging feeling. I was like, hey, what time Wait, is it? Was something I was supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it's one I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Ran all the way up the stairs and like, oh, my goodness. I forgot. Wow. Okay. Hold on. So I'm going to answer these all really quick, though. As a person still on the fence and still researching what, what use year. I don't care about use years. They mean nothing to me. <laughs> um, 
buying DVDs <laughs> in the future, but want to rent before I buy the Skyliner is a big draw. Which one do you recommend? I mean, Riviera, easy. What advice would you give someone who's interested in DVC but skeptical about timeshare and the mortgage aspect of it? It's not the same. It's worth more money. Yeah. Uh, this is redundant, you guys. Yeah, this is redundant, you guys, listeners, blah, blah, blah. Damon still refuses to go resale. Absolutely. <laughs> then he can select which direct resort and how many points would he purchase? I mean, like if I had to buy right now, I guess. I mean, I guess guess I'm buying Riviera. Like, what else am I buying? And how many points? I mean, the points are just dependent on money. So it just depends how much money I had at that point. Um, All right, DVC News, don't care about Disneyland. Okay, and cruise line membership tier. Yeah, You didn't even talk about this because you weren't here, and I put that on there for you because I know. Which one, the membership tier? Yeah, the the new Castaway Club membership. Dude, I, I don't see myself going on a Disney cruise until I have grandkids. I'm going to be honest with you. They're too expensive. I'd rather just try a different cruise, especially if my kids are like, you know, in their 20s. Okay, yeah. so I skip that. New theme park, new dates added for after hours events. I mean, I guess this is kind of cool, yeah. right? And Epcot be asleep one. sleep for most of them, though. But <laughs> I mean, I, I bullied up for the other one. So, I mean, right. I could, I would definitely bully up for one of these. But okay, cool. Marvel's fake Captain America. Don't care. And then here we are. Yeah, here we are. Look, that was easy. Yeah, you just you did that very quickly. Yeah, that was, yeah, that yeah. was easy. So, so, so yeah, we were about to replace Merida. I love Merida though, but I get I mean, it. Merida's good. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I just feel well, like a a good Merida, like like the hair just makes it right. That wig or hair, whatever we got going on, just makes it. I don't know. I like it. I think she's a great character. I think it's a great movie. Um, I, agree. I don't. I don't think I liked Encanto as much, but I would agree with you that like these days. Merida's too long in the tooth, man. That's a long time ago, that movie. It is. Yep. And it's just not as popular. I mean, my daughter doesn't really know Merida that much. She, But she knows Maribel, and she loves yep. Maribel. Yeah, I mean, I think this would be hugely popular. I think they'd be kind of stupid not to do it, honestly. <laughs> but I don't uh, understand why we just can't have everything. Yeah, just add another <laughs> one somewhere else. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> like, why we just can't have everything? Like, I, I don't know. That's kind of the way I feel. Like, listen, I would like it more. For like replayability, like regoing is like, man, just make things like on a different schedule. Like, okay, so we get Merida, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Mirabelle, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And like, (laughs) let, like, let that stuff happen. Like, that's the thing that's always been interesting at Disney for me is like, you know, they kind of just replace things. But why can't we just have it all on a different schedule? And I think that would be fun because it, it makes it worse like when something goes away for good rather than if you just missed it because it wasn't your day, but you know you can go back and see it. I don't know. That's just me, though. You know, really what they need to do here, right, is add a Columbia Pavilion to – to uh, you're, you're preaching to the choir. I agree right? with and you, then man. You throw, then you throw Mirabelle there. That's like – easy right mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh the food yeah. would be good too like yeah, oh, yeah. get down with that yeah it's it, it, i mean there was there was talk for a while that they were they were gonna do that right but you know with how successful encanto has been i mean i feel like it's a it's a no-brainer right i didn't even think encanto was that good to be honest with you like it was cool but was it like the story great no, I think I, it's I more the music, before. man. It's more it, the music. It, I, I could, I could see that. I mean, I, I said this before. I thought it was going to be a, a ripoff of Xanth. Um, it wasn't really ish, right? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it just, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't love it, but it was cool looking, and I think the theming was pretty cool, right? There was a lot of that, so it gets a little bit of a pass. 
I just I think the staying power so far of this movie has been all about the music. I mean, they, oh, yeah, they literally made a whole thing on Disney Plus just with the music, right? Yep. And I mean, the that album was like, I mean, the soundtrack for that movie was like number one for like an insane amount of time. I mean, I think some of those songs are still in the top ten of of most uh, of songs played. So I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a no-brain. I think we're going to see a lot more Encanto stuff coming to the parks, honestly. Um, it, it's it, They're just kind of slow to do this kind of stuff. I mean, Frozen was a huge hit, and how long did it take them to do Frozen stuff? Uh, they so, ruined I mean, one of the greatest rides, though, to do it, but yeah. <laughs> that nobody went on. That always had a 10-minute wait. wait. <laughs> I mean, it, was, it wasn't that, like, the cool part about it, too, though? That yeah. it always had a 10-minute wait? I mean, yeah, like that well, was it, it was finding that hidden gem. Is what it was, yeah. right? You know, yeah. you know, it was like you went back and oh, there's a ride here. It's like how come nobody knows about this, right? Yeah. That's it, what it, it felt like. Yeah, I, I I did like that ride. I will say the technology of Frozen is pretty cool, though, right? Like, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're talking I mean, food I, now. Go ahead. Well, we we can, but I, I also wanted to bring up you had posted to the group uh, the the Muppets what? video of the of Walter. Yeah, that was and, funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so we had talked about that after you left last episode, actually. I didn't put it on the rundown. We just kind of brought it up. But it's oh, funny okay. that you discovered it later. But, yes. But yeah. we were speculating if that means anything, if they're going to do I something. I don't think so. Yeah, it seemed like I, a one-off, right? Why? Why? Here's my thing, though. Like, you, you have Universal building all these new parks. Like, why don't we have a Muppet park? But I just don't think Muppets are that popular. Like That's the problem. In, for think, kids, yeah. 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 That's the yeah, I think, part about it. I think like Muppets like demographic is like I want to say thirty plus at least, right? <laughs> Maybe higher, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, because I mean, how, I how well did the haunted mansion do though? I don't know. I don't think you it's said of being generous, have. Trevor. Are you saying forty yeah. plus? Are you? you think- yeah, I'm thinking it's forty plus. I mean, I, you're probably not wrong. I mean, they were. Wait, how popular. old are you today, Tom? I'm not saying that on the podcast. <laughs> well, well, why? I don't want to throw my age out there. Do you? Nobody else on the show has said what their age is. I, I have many of times. Have you? Yeah. I think you've given ranges. I don't think you've said your actual age. Uh, I'm 49. Like that's that's fine by me. Like what, what what are you finding out about my age? I don't know. I just I don't, I don't know. I, Wait, are you 40 yet? You have. I'm 38. Okay. There you go. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, happy um, birthday. And I feel older now. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, Mike, because I said I was 38. I mean, you guys knew what age I was. I mean, you know. I kind of forgot where it was exactly. I, yeah, well, I, yeah, I've forgotten as well. I, well, listen, my mom called me this morning, you know, as, you know. And she didn't know how old you birthday. were? No, she didn't. She actually was like, I have to do the math and remember, you know, on your date of birth and, and, and you know, your year and figure out how old you are. And I was like, really? You don't know how old I am? And she was like, well, to be fair, she's like, I don't remember how I how old I am most of the time. And have to do that math, and I was like, All right, you know, it's fair. That's understood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fair. <laughs> Wait, okay, so so hold on. Are we doing food then the ride? Are we doing the ride then food? What are we doing here? I don't know. What do you want to do? You want to do the ride? I mean, you want, or you want to talk food? Or I mean, we can talk we can food as long last. as we don't make it super quick. I mean, I mean, as long as we make it kind of quick. Yeah. Okay. You know, people. All right, let's right, do so, food and then we'll end with the ride. How's that? Yeah. So we got two food things, right? What is this narcosis, man? What is never the... been narcosis? Nah. What is it? Oh man, I love narcosis. So. This is the restaurant that is uh, over the water at Grand Floridian. Um, and I, we, my wife and I have eaten there several times. In fact, we want to say we ate there in 2021, you know, during the, the weird pandemic times. I, I, I don't do seafood, oh. though. Is it, is it a little seafoody? 
Um, there's a fair amount of seafood there. I don't do seafood either, you know, Damon. So I, I, I always get some sort of chicken there. Or actually, I think I want to say maybe Looks I like there's a good pork one. chop. Yeah, yeah. They have great food there, and the views are great. I mean, okay. honestly, the best waitress we've ever had at Disney was at Narcusi's. Um, inc- incredible service there. And and so it's been closed. They've been refurbishing it, and now they're coming out with a new menu. Um, so, you know, which look, I love that they're going back to like the specialized breads. Like, you know, that bread looks really good. <laughs> yeah. An artisan sourdough. Mm, yeah. Give me that. Um, it's small though. Again, though, it's the pictures. It's it, just, it must be, but it looks small. It's yeah. Like but it's marble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really just a tiny bread. It's a bite-sized piece of bread, right? <laughs> like, um, pop it in your mouth next. <laughs> next thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I um, see bisque, which I won't eat. I see beef and ricotta tortellini, which I won't eat. I see uh, ocean charcuterie, which I won't eat. I see black and red fish. I won't eat. I'm just going down the list, man. And <laughs> there's not a lot here outside of this pork chop. I, I will say they are more oriented towards seafood at this restaurant. Yes. Yeah. But I, I don't know if you guys remember that where I got my wife that like uh ridiculous like bell cake for her birthday. Do you remember yeah, that yeah. cake I got a couple years yep. ago? That's that was we had that at Narcusi's. So like that it wasn't from Narcusi's, but it was from the Grand Floridian Bakery, and it was it was that dinner at Narcusi's where we ate that. So so yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. All so right. that's Narcusi's. But the next one is interesting because this again, I think Lee posted this up too. So this is the guide to Flower and Garden, Flower and Garden which I, I'm, st- I'm still so very torn on whether I want to go for one day or not. I, I have a feeling I'm going to end up here for a day, which is going to end up probably being a figure with food and tickets. It's going to probably cost me a G to go. Say about a grand. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But I, I still might do it. I still might. Have do you done it. Flower and Garden before? I have. Yep, because my my wife and I were talking about this, and we've done Flower and Garden a couple times. I almost kind of like Flower and Garden better than Food and Wine. I it's Flower and Garden's got its like just the the the, the atmosphere of Flower and Garden is. I would agree with you. Amazing. They, they, they yeah. have the butterfly tent. Feel the same. Yeah, they mm-hmm. usually have the butterfly tent. Yeah, yeah I'm assuming I'm they have it this, this year. Yeah. All right. So, so food wise, right? We got a whole bunch of stuff. The, again, the thing that I don't love about this, though even though I just literally said that it would be fine for characters is I don't love when you do food in two phases. I don't love that because I see it. And then I get very upset where, where you miss out if you aren't there at the right time. Yeah. Like everything that's March 1st through April 8th, like I'm out. That That's exactly everything that's April through May characters. I'm out. (laughs) Yes. It's exactly opposite, but for food, it's like, it feels different. Food makes me mad completely contradict it well i mean, I mean it, <laughs> it, it, it is characters versus food though so yeah let me to- let yeah me. totally different ball game you're but right, is right? This more because is it they're trying to do like seasonal stuff like is that really be. what it, it is? must be yeah but the thing is like if i see a character and i don't get to see them like i go all right whatever man like either i'll see them next time or it's a photo op like whatever but i still think they should be mixed up so that it's it's a different vibe each time rather than just totally killing them all together. But here it's almost like you're showing me pictures of things I really want to eat and it's more annoying. So that's fair. Anyway. So I'll, t- I, I I'll tell you just to start off here that I want this chilled potato and leek soup. That sounds delicious. Yeah. I don't want to talk about anything except stuff that's it's from only summer March. solstice. I'm only talking about May through July 5th. 
All right, so let's let's get to those. Let's see where we go. Oh, they got some bread. Oh, they got some barbecued pork tenderloin. Yeah, okay, good. I'm totally fixated on these fried cinnamon roll bites with the frosting and bacon. No, we we had those, Trevor, didn't we? When we went, is that is that what I thought? It was donuts that we had. They weren't cinnamon rolls. Oh, I I don't know. This the same to me, man. I don't know this corn creme brulee. I'm about that. That sounds good too. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. Where's that one at? Where Where's that? At? Oh, okay. That's at the summer solstice menu. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, yep. I would rock with that. That's new this year. Yeah. I just, I, again, I usually look at things that are are new as well, just because it's a little bit. Again, mm-hmm. I don't I don't like to stuff that I already had before is great, but you only have so much space to eat. Yeah, Trevor. I think we had these fried cinnamon roll bites because they looked. We, the same I, to me. I could have they, sworn it was donuts that we had, but they might have been donuts. But th- I feel like they were shaped like this. I mean, maybe it's just a semantics question, right? I, like, I, I guess I don't remember them being cinnamon, but maybe Fruit Loops shake. Oh yeah, I that's, that's, don't, that's I usually, Turner. Yeah, yeah I usually don't mess with drinks, but that might be something I'd be interested in. The citrus blossom, I love citrus, but then you get me with shrimp, which I don't mess with. I don't love, love blueberries. Shrimp. <laughs> um i do like brie but i don't love blueberries there's nothing really there what's this what's this orange bird chicken sandwich is that what that is like what where is we, this where are we where are we at now you're going so fast here uh, citrus I, blossom at the odyssey citrus blossom it's just down from the yeah uh, but it was where's the chicken sandwich he's talking about with that under <laughs> it, it's a little bit underneath it's the pitchers they must be for the thing yeah Oh, okay so you're talking about from florida fresh then oh that must be a fish slider okay yeah, but you know what though? There's grilled street corn. Yeah, uh, that I love street corn. I don't know if you ever had like street corn, but I yeah. love street corn. Um, that looks pretty good. Where they like does. put spicy corn chips on the outside. I've never seen it like that before. Um, Florida Florida strawberry shortcake looks pretty good. What uh, makes it a Florida strawberry shortcake? Maybe it's strawberries from Florida. Maybe they're sourced locally. I don't know. Could okay. be. I, maybe that's what my guess is, or maybe because it's like a different kind of looking. T- I don't know. Is there a special kind of strawberry Wait, shortcake in Florida? Tangerine soft serve ice cream. Oof. I'm good about or bad. That. Is that that's a, good. good or bad? Yeah, no, that's okay. good. I'm about that. They got their traditional pineapple skewer with that seasoning on it that that Trevor you've talked about before. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. How much is it though? I, I feel what, like it's. I mean, you, so you, you can go buy Taijin seasoning at the grocery store. And it'll probably cost you about as much as one of these pineapple skewers. That's what I'm saying. Just yeah. try it at home. Yeah. Let's. I, I do need to talk about though that because I've had this the toasted pretzel bread topped with black forest ham and melted Gruyere. That is delicious. <laughs> like just look at that thing. <laughs> no, not not for me, man. Why not? <laughs> it's not for me, man. All right. I mean, I've had it. It's delicious. It's really, really good. I mean, also, I'm, I'm a fan of potato pancakes too. So, I mean, the whole Germany booth for me is is. I'm I, I just yeah, he's strudel too. Mm. Yeah, I could skip pretty much that whole thing to be honest with you, Trevor. You too. Uh, oh, dairy. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually already down at the uh, the muffaletta though. I love Magnolia. me a muffaletta. I do yeah, a muffaletta Ma- panini. Magnolia Terrace at the American Adventure. This is actually like bananas, Foster bread pudding. I'm I'm down with that too. Yeah, I want to stop there for all of this. The crawfish pie would be my thing. No. Yeah, I mean, no, that muffaletta sounds good. Yeah, I mean the ban- I love banana. I love bananas, Foster. I don't know about you guys. I love banana. Yeah, this hummus trio looks good though. Black garlic hummus sounds great. Like I'm a garlic guy. Like I'm about that. Yeah. Yeah. What about the orange blossom saffron cake? I don't like saffron. 
it looks very pretty. I don't know how well it would stand up. <laughs> I, it does look very pretty. I, I don't I don't know, though. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not a big Saffron fan either. Um, mm. Oh, man. Let's see what else we got. Refreshment port. Um, soft serve waffle. You, know, you all the way peanut butter jelly right? and swirl. Yeah. Wait, did you just skip yucky. over La Isla Yeah, completely? I did. Because I don't need to eat oxtails, so I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> it looks good, though. I'm not going to lie. It looks really yeah. delicious. Um, oh, what about this cake right here? This uh, chocolate maple whiskey cake. That looks delicious. This is no, Canada. The taste, of whis- the taste of whiskey is not uh, preferable to me. I could pass on that. Yeah, but it's you're not really like. T- yeah, I do though. It you yeah you you know when there's alcohol in your in your dessert. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm down further. I'm down for the soft serve waffle cone peanut butter jelly. What about the? Did you skip over the honey bistro with the uh, the chicken and waffles? I mean, Where's that was amazing. Where's the did honey you, bistro? Uh, maybe I, did I go further than you? Where were I think you? I went further. Okay, <laughs> I I, I got to make a special shout out though before we get too far. The the shrimp scampi poutine. We actually talked about this on the Discord <laughs> a little bit. Just okay. Just stop like, it or it, no? It's not even poutine at this point. They they, <laughs> they, they, they threw cheese curds on because it's like, well, cheese curds that's poutine, right? No, th- nothing else on it is even close. And it's like, I don't want shrimp on my fries like it, they're just loaded yeah, fries with random stuff on them and, and and i said this as well and i'll repeat this is that i feel like there's an internal bet somewhere in in disney that like like they're trying to figure out the most ridiculous thing to throw on fries and call it poutine and you know <laughs> until see, canadians start complaining <laughs> well no it, until people are in general are just like ew yeah. gross like i i feel like they're just trying to outdo each other in the the weird area did you, right. did you guys look at Trial and Trellis? Trial and Trellis? No? I'm, I'm at the Impossible Place, man. Are you going too far now? Are you going too no, far? No, no. The Impossible Place oh. is Trial and Trellis. Okay, yes. I, would, I would eat the Korean short rib, even though I don't eat beef, because it's impossible. I would do it's it. It's plant-based. Yeah, it's plant-based. Yeah. And the chocolate cake, I definitely would eat. I don't know about the middle one. Maybe. The lumpia? Lumpia yeah. is good. Maybe. The chocolate cake is black currant, uh, ganache, uh, mixed berry compote, and chocolate ice cream. It looks good to me. Yeah. Yeah, this is gonna, I feel like this is going to force me to actually go, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. That's what you're hoping for. Um, yeah. <laughs> we need a report. Ch- chicken, chicken and waffles, dude. Dude, yeah, chicken and waffles, crispy honey fried chicken. I don't love chicken and waffles, but I'll do it. Yeah, but like, it, it's not super high on my list, but I definitely would do this. Yeah, this is honey brine chicken, honey sweet cornbread waffle with whipped honey butter and spicy honey. That sounds amazing and looks amazing. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I would 100% eat that. I'd eat several of these, probably. <laughs> I, I feel like the flatbread is a little too much. I feel like it would be too sweet. Uh, so, mascarpone, uh, honey, caramelized onions, blueberry gastrique, prosciutto, uh, honey whipped goat cheese, arugula, honey vinaigrette, and bee pollen. Oof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that that's, is a lot. That's a little extra. That is a lot, man. What is the bee pollen? Are those those tiny little flowers that are on there? Is that what? What are the tiny flowers? Don't know. I don't know either. I mean, it's interesting. Well, bee like, pollen yeah. is actually like dust. Like it's. It is right. Like, but what are the flowers? Are wow, just this little list edibles? is really long. We're almost, I'm, I'm almost through it. Yeah, we're almost through it. I mean, some of these we can skip over. Usually, towards the end, they just get to be like beverages, right? Mm-hmm. So, spicy hot dog with pineapple chutney. I don't do hot dogs though. But I would do this. Uh, 
Sorry, I'm, I just jumped on to Mexico. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, you you complain about me jumping, then you're jumping even further. Okay, I would definitely rock with that Mexico thing. Yeah, the taco vampiro. Oh no, I don't do beef, but I did the, oh, the, the tacos vampiro is good. We yeah, I you had that. that. You had that. Yeah, yeah, it is very good. Glad yeah. that's back. <laughs> They've had that one for a while. Uh, the quesadilla, though, what is it? House made squash blossoms, bacon, onion, zucchini, and cheese. I, I'd rock with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The Lotus House. I definitely do chicken skewer. I don't do crab wontons, and I don't do vegetable dumplings. It's kind of tough for me here, even though I would like to do more of this food. Uh, the skewer looks good, though. The skewer looks delicious. Yeah. And my kids Remember, are. You, I, would, you would hit up this stuff, though. I told oh, yeah. you, my kids are all mad. They they hate doing food like this. They've all were like, I hate eating like this. Like, I just want to sit down and eat a meal. Like, I don't <laughs> so want to do this. Oh, it makes them very mad. That's so Very funny. mad. <laughs> so I don't know what we're going to do this year. Like, we're going to have to, like, have a meal and then, like, walk around and taste other things or, like, taste things and have – I don't know what we're doing yet. You see, my, my kid actually, he, he liked – doing some of the food and wine stuff when we were there in November. But yeah, I, I get what you mean is there was a point where it was just like, I just want to sit down and, and eat. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, he was, he was a little more willing to, to humor me um, from time to time. <laughs> All right. So Primavera kitchen is Italy. They have a Caesar salad of some sort, a spinach tortellini and a chocolate hazelnut pudding with cookie crumble, which is basically like that dirt stuff, you know, that you used to make when you were, younger <laughs> this is pudding with like the crushed uh worms and dirt yeah yeah which you know listen i'm not against i'm all for hazelnut pudding with some cookie crumble on it i'll eat that that sounds good to me i mean i'd also probably eat the caesar salad thing although it has no it has shrimp in it i take that back <laughs> i'm immediately out with oh, the shrimp in there <laughs> you, can, you can eat around the shrimp <laughs> no no we cannot <laughs> or you can the just shrimp, eat the shrimp because the fucked. shrimp juice is all up in it <laughs> yeah okay well, okay. Well, this is a thing you've had though, Trevor. The frushi. My 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 mm-hmm. wife loves the frushi, uh, the fruit sushi. Right? You didn't yep. you have it when we were there? I thought you did. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah we we stopped for frushi. Yeah, and uh, that's um, always I know a very popular one. So, mm-hmm. Trevor, we just gonna not Trevor uh, Damon. Were you gonna say something? I, th- nope. I thought I heard him in the background. Okay. Um, I don't see anything else in this Japan one though. Although I think Trevor, you'd no. probably eat all of these. <laughs> yeah, the hand my sushi looks fine it's yeah it's pretty standard sushi <laughs> okay fair enough let's see france we've got uh croissant with goat cheese herbs and roasted garlic not a big goat cheese fan i'm a big croissant fan though i don't know about you guys but i like goat cheese yeah mm-hmm. okay any of these other things um what am i seeing gnocchi i'll take gnocchi i like that with some beef oh that looks fancy did you see that fanciness this looks like big piece of beef on there. And then there's a chocolate tart and then some sort of beignet. That's pretty much it. Caramel, be- caramelized beignet. <laughs> That's pretty much it. So, yeah. all right. Yeah. Anything else we want to mention here? Now, now Damon's like having to figure out the, you know, to do this. He's, he's got to go now because he's seen all the food and he wants to eat it. So, yeah, I feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so should we should we spin the wheel then? Should we spin the wheel of sure. uh, of 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 rides, even though we're at one forty two here, and like we should probably wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let's yeah, let's, let, let's see, wheel, man. All yeah, right. do it. All right, let's see what we get. All right, let's see what we got here. This let's is so it. terrible. This noise. Oh, I love it. You don't like? Why did you like this? Because I know it's fake. It's not fake. What are you talking about? Send me a picture of the wheel then. I've got a we big. Did- wheel here right here yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're talking about damon 
<laughs> but we did actually spin a wheel, and the result was Navi River Journey. So, which which Damon's probably happy about because Damon loves Navi River Journey. So, I do. So, I think that right. So, wait, doesn't someone have background on this? Who who's doing the background on this? Are we supposed to do background? <laughs> What kind of background do you want? What kind of background? I don't know when it opened. I mean, about it, how long it is. All right, I'll give it to you. Hold on, just give me a second here. This is where Tom will cut this out, so that's okay. I mean, yeah, maybe, but um, (laughs) it opened in May twenty sixth, twenty seventeen. All right, we got that. How long Um, is it? You know, it doesn't actually have how long it is here. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a length. Too on short. There. That would be a length. Too short. Too short. So this is I, actually my favorite say, ride in Avatar. Yeah, land. this is your favorite ride there. I, I will mm-hmm. say so. Maybe the best animatronic at all that Disney is here, right? When it's when it's up and working, absolutely. When it's working, yeah. Um, if you remember, one of my favorite things before uh, Pandora opened. Remember when they released that kind of creepy video of the face of the shaman, like talking. And everybody was freaked out by it. Just the head. Yeah. yeah, it was just the head and it was talking. And everybody was like, wow, that looks really real and kind of creepy. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> they, no, the whole promotional thing. Yeah. Okay. I remember. Yeah. So, so this is, again, I enjoy this ride an awful lot. I think that the way that they've themed it is absolutely wonderful. I think there's a few things that I don't necessarily love about it. And I think that's seeing the boats in front of you. I think it could have been done a little bit better. I think that if we made the turns just a a little bit or maybe even kept the amount of people per hour down a little bit more. But but overall, I think the use of the screens and the projection screens right at that time was great. Um, Well done. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really liked it. Um, Again, as I I say this all the time, this is my favorite Avatar ride. I think it's very relaxing. I think it's cool. Like, both figuratively and literally in there. And I, I just find it to be a really well done ride that kind of what I want from Disney, right? When I talk about like what I'm looking for in Disney, it's about being immersed. And I feel like this ride is currently probably the most immersive ride for me in terms of setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean the the ride's nothing special. I get it, right? You're you're it's in a boat. A boat. Yeah. It's a boat ride, but I think it's very immersive. I enjoy Pandora it uh, Small World. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but again, you feel like you're there. It's one of those things that makes you feel really like you're there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just yeah, it, it and it makes you almost wish that it was like a little bit longer. Absolutely. Like Getting or having the boat like stop in the middle of the ride, I feel would actually be better. <laughs> like if you could just like sit in like what you're talking about, you know, you know, the the atmosphere of it, the way that the, uh, you know, you can see stuff like moving across the plants and the way they use the screens and everything. It's uh, I, yeah. I also think what would have been really cool for this. And, and again, I don't know how many people have played that Horizons game. For I, I don't know if it's an exclusive for PlayStation, but anyway, Rising really cool. Zero Dawn, yeah. And so we just got PlayStation VR two, and that's the game that came with it. So the VR version of that. <clears throat> and I would tell you in the beginning, it feels very Avatar ish, right? When you're in the game, I wish there was almost like an animatronic on the front of the boat talking to you. That'd be kind of cool. That mm. I feel like would be really cool because that's how that game feels. Like you're in kind of the same scenario, 
And it feels like, and there's a person talking to you from the front of the boat, like that would be really cool. And I figure like that would be something that they could have done. But overall, I mean, this is, this is a B plus ride for me. Oh, no. I would say, yeah. By the way, it is four and a half minutes long, which is it longer than I thought it was. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't seem like it is. It really yeah. doesn't. Which, I think you in know, the beginning, when you, you in the beginning, like you're kind of just enthralled a little bit by, you know, what's going on above you. That I feel like mm-hmm. it makes it feel shorter because you're kind of looking up a little bit and you're looking into the, you know, the jungle a little bit. And I think that maybe that's what kind of takes away that time. I don't know. That's kind of how I feel. Well, to your point, there's a lot of detail in that ride, right? So it like, really you can, is. You can ride it a lot of times and see a lot of different things within the ride, especially since you're in the dark and like, you know, there's stuff on both sides of you and there's, there's a, you know, there's a fair amount going on. It's yeah. yeah. I, I like when we get the, the lights from above, right? The stuff above you. I think that's really cool as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, it's funny that you're mentioning about having like, uh, having a, an animatronic or something on the front of the boat because so I'm reading, I'm on Wikipedia right now and I'm reading the description of the ride. Mm-hmm. And when I think back to how the ride actually goes, none of this stuff is explained. So, so listen to this description. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> right? Boarding a handwoven reed boat provided by Alpha Centauri Expeditions, guest journey down the, the Caspavan River into a colorful bioluminescent rainforest. After Navi scouts greet guests on the shore, the boat passes by viper wolves, hexapedes, wood sprites, panopria, and fan lizards. After passing under leaves that creatures above are hopping between, the boats come across a Navi tribe and their dire horses walking to a ceremonial site. Passing by a waterfall, guests see the Shaman of Song singing, leading the Navi into a musical celebration with, of their bond with Ewa. After the encounter, the boats entered a, a cave with various offerings and returned to the loading docks. None of that is explained. <laughs> they developed the quite a story whatsoever. for that that they didn't right, tell. like. <laughs> like if if there was like somebody kind of narrating that as I went through, that would be far more engaging. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I, get I get I get that. All right, so I, I mean, I think that was our first ride segment, right? Like, is that it? Yeah. I mean, you guys want but to? Say what, 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 I mean, what did you say? So I mean, I give it a B plus. I mean, it's definitely a B yeah. plus for me. Like, what, what what do you guys have yeah. going on? I would. Oh, it's not your favorite it ride, though, right? It's, not your favorite ride in Avatar. No, you, no, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> definitely not. Flight of Passage is definitely the favorite there. But um, no, I, I like it. I And I, I agree with you. I, I tend to gravitate towards the more, uh, like you said, kind of the... The, the, the times when you don't feel like you're at a theme park, right? Like, and, in, in, you know, there's some spots in Magic Kingdom you can even find where it's almost quiet and kind of like serene. And it's like, you're, you don't feel like you're in a park. And, and you're right, this is fully immersive and, and it feels very much like what it's intended to be. I mean, I, I, I don't, I, it's, it's certainly not like a thrilling ride, right? But it's, it's, it's a great dark ride. And I, you know, I, we didn't really do Pandora last time we were there uh, for a variety of reasons, but um, you know, I, I know my daughter would very much enjoy it too. So next time we go on. So yeah, no, I, I think it's, I think it's a B. I think it's there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like you said, Damon, you know, it's, it's good, but it just, they missed the mark a little bit for me. So yeah, it wouldn't, I wouldn't go any higher than a B for it. All right. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up then. Unless All there's right. anything else you want to mention. We're almost at, you know, two hours here. So but I made it to the end, but I guess it doesn't you really did. count if I didn't start at the beginning, though. This is definitely, <laughs> I, I mean, maybe your biggest Kool-Aid man uh, episode where you just busted through the wall. <laughs> I just out of totally nowhere. forgot. I just, again, I, I was all the way downstairs and, you know, like, what time is it? 
I, oh, I'm not going to lie. Man. I was low-key getting a little worried about you. The thing is. I actually thought that something came up because, yeah. you know. Well, I left hot. my phone upstairs. Like, I, I try not to always carry, like, it's, depending who's home. You know what I mean? Like, I try not to carry my phone, like, everywhere I go in the house. So, like, I just, I left it all the way upstairs and just kind of forgot about it. So, it, it, normally you would have texted me and I would have been like, oh, oh, yeah, I better get on. So, the fact that it was upstairs kind of kind of was the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah kind of right. the problem. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. Okay, uh, as usual, if you guys want to reach out to us, you can always find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. We love getting questions from you guys, hearing trip reports and all that kind of stuff. So so keep that coming. Uh, if you would like to find us on social media, you can find us on Facebook as Welcome Home Podcast. And you can check out our Facebook group, Welcome Home Disney Waitlist. Uh, if you're in there, um, as usual, you know, we, we do listener questions um, towards the beginning of the show. We appreciate if... Uh, um, if you have any questions for us, DVC or otherwise Disney related, always appreciate it. Even non-Disney related, but there's an asterisk there. Don't get too far, <laughs> far out or yeah. we just won't read it. Um, so yeah, you know, you know, we, we appreciate you guys, uh, you know, engaging with us on that level. And um, also if, if there's other places you would like to follow us, you can go to YouTube and uh, follow us on there as welcome on podcasts. Uh, Instagram is welcome home picks. Those are great places. Whenever we do live shows or go to the parks, you can keep track of what we're up to. And if you'd like to help support the show, uh, go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and, uh, check out some of our merchandise there. Um, I will push the, <laughs> I'll push the fanny pack again because Jeremy did such a great meme about, it. uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, you know, it's a great place to, to keep your churro when you're on your ride. So you don't drop your churro. I don't know. I don't know why you would. A churro in a fanny pack, but <laughs> ruin your fanny pack. I mean, you know, a funny idea. Well, filled with sugar and cinnamon, and I no, I'm, no, I'm good. Well, or you, you put a little plastic bag in there so that oh, there it go. doesn't go everywhere. But that yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you know, if you want, if you want a welcome home fanny pack, or even you know, mugs or t-shirts or anything, check out the store. If uh, Patreon is more your speed, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/WelcomeHomePod and check out our different levels of Patreon support. Um, which offer exclusive rewards that you can only get on Patreon. And uh, Patreon subscribers also get access to the Discord server, which um, we mentioned earlier, you know, is a great place where we have uh, conversations as well. As I feel is a little more intimate. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I feel there's plenty of ways to to reach out to us. If uh, Also, you know, if you're listening to the show, please uh, consider leaving us a five-star review if you're on iTunes or spotify because that does help more people find the show and if you want to leave us a review that would help as well we, we enjoy seeing <laughs> seeing the reviews people leave as well as uh you know hearing your feedback no reviews this week to highlight unfortunately <laughs> we need okay. some more reviews we need some more reviews yeah. uh, so please please review us or give us some five stars on uh, spotify we appreciate that so and uh, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. 
You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any podcast app out there. You can find us. Just search for, uh, really, if you search for DVC these days, we show up pretty pretty high in the results. So, uh, But, uh, you know, search for Welcome Home. You can you can find us pretty quickly on just about any app. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company. As such, all opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult any uh, DVC cast member or, uh, you know, Disney cast member for, for more information about anything we talk about today. Huge thank you to DVC Resale Market for sponsoring this episode and to World of DVC for continuing to be a supporter of the show. Uh, join us next time for more Disney Sparks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair, how she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl.